Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries RPG podcast. I'm John, and this is the second part of our discussion, our session zero for the Band of Blades campaign that Johannes is going to be running for us. (laughs) Okay, so we need to pick uh, our... I think let's start with... Uh, doing something the book doesn't really tell us to do in this way because we are rebels, I guess. The book says that the uh, person running the game picks the chosen and the broken. Now, what are these? So in this setting, and we can talk more about the setting in general as well, there are divinities, that is a fact. However, the divinities don't really interact with the world. There are no that cast magic spells there's not there's no wizards who cast spells really in that sense it is very sort of restricted as far as the sort of fantastical elements that regular people will have ever seen is yeah however there's a tradition of these divinities which there's a like every people have their own sort of understanding of how divinities work they have their own, own pantheons and whatnot so these divinities it's called choosing when they infuse a willing person with their essence to the point that they're kind of like just a vessel for the power of of the divinity. And uh, they do that in response to certain large threats, humanity, or the location where their interests lie. So that has happened quite a bit since the Cinder King rose, and it's only five years ago that the Cinder King rose in the West, and has since decimated multiple nations uh, in his war of conquest, uh, just converting everyone to his undead armies, which he needs uh, more of as far as material goes, because need muscle in this setting. You can't have skeletons, the Harryhausen-type figures. You can't (laughs) do that. Uh, You need flesh to reanimate. If there's just bones, it doesn't do anything. You can't reanimate bones. and these chosen, obviously, in sequence, they went there uh, as the co- gods chose, the gods of the lands that he was destroying chose people to be their vessels. They went there, opposed the Cinder King, and the Cinder King destroyed them. Uh, that This is what we call breaking, which is basically the Cinder King taking this divinely powered individual and just converting them to his side, whether that's... I think they're all undead uh, to some degree or another. So the Cinder King has broken several of the Chosen. I think everyone who has went against him uh, has been broken so far, which is a cause of some concern <laughs> to the people who are used to the fact being, oh, yeah, um, our god has given us a vessel so our problem is probably going to be sorted soon is good but it's not going to be happening this time because the syndicate keeps breaking this chosen and the broken are his lieutenants the generals that lead the army of undeath against so we are choosing for our campaign uh, to give it those thematic elements that we are interested in to broken to oppose the legion and this part of the world, and we're going to choose one chosen that accompanies the Legion on this trek to Skydagger. Skydagger. And all of these, both the Broken and the Chosen, come with certain stuff. Uh, To give it context to us, our Chosen is going to be kind of like the ship that we had in Scum and Villainy. It will give us some bonuses, but it's not something you directly control in that way, Uh, especially now because it's uh, sort of a demigod 
So uh, they're going to have their own interests and their own uh, objectives and agendas and grudges and whatnot, their own idiosyncrasies based on who they are and what the god is that they are in. So I think let's start with our, let's start with the bad stuff. So again, with the themes of horror, there's three chose, uh, sorry, three broken that we can pick from them. These are going to effectively be like the main bad guys for our story. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, the main bad guys who will be, you could set up a confrontation with them, but that is uh, sort of like an end boss thing on a higher, higher level. That's uh, that's Ooh. you going up to the Dark Tower and be like, yo, Sauron, <laughs> let, let put up them fits. I was going to say, from, from what I understand from when we've talked about it, Johannes, the, the broken that are chosen, they sort of add a specific flavor of the sort of like the opposition yep. to the game. Yeah, so we start with, uh, I'm just going to read through these because uh, it's fairly important to understand what they bring in. I'll actually use the physical book because my PDF is more geared towards actual, so it doesn't have all the all the juicy word bits. Here we go. So we have three broken, the first of which is the blighter. Um, <clears throat> uh, the blighter, also called the flesh blighter, uh, brings in the following themes, body horror, Surgery and science gone wrong. Toxic gases and horrors of trench warfare. Troops oozing with pus and bodies knitted together in disturbing ways. Limbs and organs where they shouldn't be. Open sores and bolted on parts. Very much like twisted evil alchemy and poison, acid. uh, The sort of like contamination thing. Uh, So that that is the first one. So the second broken is called Breaker also known as the Stormbreaker. Uh, This one brings in the following themes. Long blood rituals, tension, uncertainty, psychological horror, perversion of natural order, wind, thunder, lightning, wailing, monstrous transformations of beautiful things, hexes that bind the bones and make you doubt what you see. A sort of, well, psychological horror bit with occultism, more magic. This is the one where you bring in more more of the like supernatural... uh, overt wild stuff kind of almost uh, a bit like dracula-esque in that way that it's it's not so much about here's the zombies it's more about okay so there's a storm coming is that the bad kind of storm is it is that gonna bring in the bad shit or is that just a... and uh you going into places and being like hey villagers like what's up and you're invited in and whatnot eventually you figure oh wait the thing carved on the door that's that's black magic and we're here now. We've eaten some dinner with these guys and probably better go back home. Uh, and of course, the transformation stuff as well with more in, in line of like, this is a person. Oh, it's not. It's actually X. The third one, final one is render, bone render. Uh, following themes, brutal simplicity, overwhelming force, hunger for blood, the unstoppable tide of undead, metal and smoke and fire and uh, the depersonalization of war totalitarianism and rigidity piles of dead bodies rivers running red with blood war is hell war machines unrelenting zombie army uh militaristic grind you down with overwhelming force i would say the first two and not the last one but that's just me votes guys I like the um the first one and the third one. You muted Matthew. Yep. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I said that 
I like the second one funny. So, so we've definitely got we've definitely lighter. Yeah, we've definitely got the first one unlocked. Yeah. So it's just between the last two. So you voted for one and two, didn't you? And Matthew, you voted for one and two as well. So I'd say we go one and two then. Uh, one and. Um, I mean, do you have two and three, Matthew? No, I went one and two. Yeah, so okay. Matthew went one and two. Hannah went yeah. one and two. And one, one and one and three. Uh, no, not three. No one's got the yeah, render. Yeah, I, 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 I okay. went for three. I, I went for one and yeah. three. The rest yeah, is yeah, one okay. and two. So yeah. I'd say go for one and two then. Okay, so we're going with the blighter and the breaker. So um, the like dark alchemy and also witchcraft, horror, lit- rituals kind of thing. All right. So we leave the render to the total war. Uh, elsewhere and uh, we're gonna go ahead with okay good so that brings in all that this entails we will see how that actually comes about uh, when we play the the game because they uh, these broken and also your chosen and all of your legionary characters all of these gain xp in a way so all of them will develop going forward so that's that's the thing where you're watching uh a horror movie, uh, like a zombie movie or a vampire movie, and around like the halfway point in the movie, you're like, "Wait, what's this? Like, this is this wasn't here before. Like, that's a new type of vampire. Oh shit!" Uh, so that's the kind of thing that will happen because these guys get more different kinds of awful shit as we go on. Okay, then uh, having chosen all the bad things, one of the chosen to accompany the remnants. There's three of these as well. The first one is Shreya. The Chosen of Azrika, the Barton Goddess of Mercy and Healing. Uh, uh, yeah, Intensely driven by Azrika's fury over the undead breach of mercy of the mercy of death, Shreya is aggressive in her pers- of their destruction. She is willing to sacrifice much, including those in the Legion, if the reward is great enough. Um, yeah, uh, her top priority is defeating the broken in this theater of war while staging a tactical uh, strategist, first and foremost, brilliant military mind, uh, chosen of goddess of healing. So that's the that's the kind of elements that bring in. Uh, I'll just read some more because there's like little stuff here. So, Shreya's tactical mind and near supernatural understanding of strategy were the reason the Eastern Kingdoms pushed uh, in this latest offensive. Counted by humanity as a major defeat, it is unclear if she has even registered the cost. Her demeanor can be inscrutable and intimidating. She is said to stand guard at odd hours, staring into the darkness for unseen signs of danger, a practice simultaneously comforting and unnerving. Uh, Select Shreya as your chosen if you want to run a more military-focused campaign with offensive actions and strategy centrally. And then we have the Horned One, shape-shifting chosen of the Panyar Forest God. Uh, When the Panyar Goddess goddess of the Moon uh, was broken... So, oh, also, setting details, important. The moon has been shattered. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, when the goddess of the moon, Nyx, was broken, uh, the moon in the sky shattered. Where others were filled with fear, the young girl known as Silver Dancing Moonlight had only rage at the loss of her goddess. She found an ancient temple, and the Horned One offered her the choice. Her rage fuels the Horned Ones, and they together they seek vengeance for their loss. They use shapeshifting to spy out enemy tactics before engaging, and they guide with cunning rather than force. Um, uh, where some of the chosen are military-minded and tactically focused, the Horned Ones, a Horned One functions on instinct. This is not a warrior clashing with an opponent. It is a predatory hunter testing and learning a, about how to best 
kill their prey. Uh, the horned one spends a lot of time in animal forms, watching, observing, and learning. There's like it, it's just different kinds of animals most of the time. And um, select the horned one as your chosen if you want to run a campaign focused more on mysterious powers and clever roots. And the final one, Zora, the chosen of the living god of the Zemyati. The living god of the Zemyati created nine chosen long ago, and unlike the chosen of other gods, they never burn out or fade. Uh, instead, they persist until they're completing their task, and though they can be killed. Uh, Zora has defied even this expectation. She broke Dar, which is a nation, uh, long ago, and ended the gods for God's war using uh, terrifying magic to strike the god within a chosen before walking off the battlefield and rumor and legend. As the legion was about to be shattered in this latest offensive, Zora appeared to save them. Um, Zora is, is a challenging chosen for the rank and file. On one hand, she is by far the most personable of the chosen, seeming to genuinely like engaging with people. On the other hand, is constantly testing those around her in her little ways, honing them in a fine blade. There are stories of legionnaires waking up in a tree in the woods, a single knife strapped to their chest, miles from territory, um, miles of territory to cross back to camp, or warriors that wake up uh, to a battle cry as she strikes a blow to start the morning training. She drinks with the victors and shows sad disappointment to those that retreat from battles. Choose Zora as your chosen if you want to run a campaign focused on mighty battles and clashing directly with terrifying power. Any preferences? I'm, I'm leaning towards number three, Zora. Yeah, I kind of like that one. I kind of like the horned one as well. Uh, I do kind of like that one. Yeah, punch the evil in the face. Like I said, we've talked before. I think the yeah. more interesting interactions you could talk to. Yep. Yep. So we're uh, going. The second with... one's pretty cool. Too. Very mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's not human <laughs> yeah. in yeah. that sense at all. Yeah. Uh, even though like the power is contained in this human vessel. Yeah. The the god is distinctly non-human, whereas it's the opposite with Zora because she is the like an idealized version of like heroism uh, in a way. So yeah, uh, we're going with Zora, and we're going with the Blighter, and we're going with the Breaker. Cool. Okay, so let's talk about the choice because we're choosing one special ability for Zora as well. I guess we can just talk about it now because I don't know that we'll have extremely more context after making player characters. So we'll just go through it now because we have chosen this thing. Okay. So um, the chosen get abilities which they confer onto you. It's a it's a bonus for how the Legion works when they level up. So, so the abilities for Zora, which we pick one from to start with, um, are Star of the Dawn. When you advance, say you move from one location to another on the map, um, you roll pressure as if one lower, which means that... Uh, pressure is how surrounded are you by the undead as you try and move away. So it's um, uh, what the flavor text is Zora rides and protects the troop when the Legion advances. This can reduce pressure roll below one, so it will it makes it easier for you around because Zora does the Gandalf thing with the with the light, I guess. Um, Sacred seals. All legionnaires gain special armor versus magical effects. So this would be you have something on you, some, and the, this is the thing we need to talk about when this happens. But she gives you some sort of sacred seals, which you can then use to resist when there's magic coming your way. You can use that to put that uh, aside or lessen the effect because it's a it's a sacred. Um, Living God's fury. If you are the quartermaster and you spend religious supplies before an assault mission so if you if you have religious stuff and you spend it before you go and it's like straight out attack 
mission, you can get plus one to the engagement roll, which is select the starting roll, if we remember from Scum and Villainy. You mm -hmm. get one more die on that, and everyone on the mission gets extra gear to destroy the undead. Um, basically, like anti-undead stuff to bring on to the mission. Living God's Kiss, when you rest and recuperate, you remove corruption because she does it somehow. We need to talk about this as well, how, how that actually happens. This is a thing that you cannot do otherwise. Per, um, corruption is permanent. However, Zora has an ability, if she has it, remove it somehow, which is quite valuable because you cannot do it normally at all. Uh, Living God's Vigor, uh, if you are... Uh, well, I suppose all of them are. See, the, um, the Legionnaire characters can take an extra level 2 harm, so more like uh, endurance in battle. Heart of Heroes. Uh, everyone gets an extra XP trigger, which is if you engage a threat, uh, a higher threat opponent by yourself. If you single out the cave troll and you're like, all right, <laughs> well, let, me, let me get my shield out. I'm going to go to work. You guys deal with that. I'll do with this one. This big one's mine. Uh, you're going to get XP for that. Um, anointed. Uh, all this is going to a thing that you don't know about yet, but there's different types of mission, and specific types of mission gain XP for the Chosen. If you engage with that particular type of mission a lot, they gain XP. Uh, anointed means that all the possible three categories count for Zora. Uh, you get like triple the amount of opportunities to give Zora XP. And the last one is Blood of Fire. If you use, if you spend religious supplies before a mission, everyone gets fire oil, which uh, napalm. So any of those particularly stand out to you guys? Well, I mean, I can, I can see from a from, from a sort of from a sort of yeah, they're all pretty good. I, I can see from a sort of meta point that the the corruption removal want to be very useful. There's no other way to do that. Mm -hmm. but, but also, I can see the benefit of the. Because presumably, when the chosen get XP, they can acquire other of yeah, these more, abilities. Yep, so I, abilities, I can yep. see the advantage of going for the like more XP for the chosen yep. one, sort of first of all. Then yeah, to start to, like, with. Yeah, then trying to like bump the chosen up as quickly as to get other abilities. I don't know what you guys think about it. My personal thought on this, I'd I'd probably at the start because things would get a lot more as time goes on. So if the opportunity rather than well, which ones the anointed one? The one, the one you're pitching for as well. Oh, the one we yeah, get more can... XP. Yeah, I, I completely agree. But can we go for the improved healing one next? Yeah, well, that, well, that, well, that, yeah. that's that's why I see as a benefit. We, we 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 take the more XP one, we bump it Quality. up as quickly as we can, then try and get some of the other ones which are more it's useful in and of themselves. Yeah, exactly. Judging yeah. by what Hannes just said, is the game gets tougher as time yeah. goes on. Yeah, yeah, so, it definitely does. So the the idea that use that time wisely accelerate. Yeah, then hopefully by the time it does get tougher later on, the the chosen's like got some more abilities under their belt. Which that out means that we have stages. to do missions of up there. Yeah, but doesn't doesn't the anointed ability mean that all three of like a category? Yeah, yeah. There's there's more than yeah. three, but oh, okay. uh, every other chosen gets to pick one, yeah. and that's the case for Zora as well. But if we pick anointed, all her three categories count. So so are yeah. we are we basically saying that like we take anointed first and then we. Like while we were like relatively sort of at, at the start, I mean, I know it's not easy going, but while it's mm -hmm. easier, we try and hit as many of those missions as possible. Yeah, that's the idea. To like, to like boost Zora. Then yep. when we get to the later stage when things are like really getting desperate, yep. hopefully we've got a few more of those abilities under our belts to keep us. Uh, hopefully, our yeah. shows will go back as well. Have like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you pick the one that is explicitly about. Is there a great danger? 
uh, a strong opponent, cut me in. Yeah. I think it's anointed for the yeah. ability. Yeah. yeah, it specifically highlights in the description here. Um, there's a good ability to take for longer games. Also, something here that we might think about as we play, it says in parentheses after that, particularly if you plan to play future campaigns, we yeah. could, if we eventually get Skydagger Keep and, su- and survive, <laughs> we can play the next one. I will cook up yeah. like a custom thing for us, and then we'll proceed with that and see where we end up. And it's so, going to be great. <laughs> well, but let's yeah. let's get there first. I say, you, you know me, guys. When when have we ever played a campaign where my characters are right? <laughs> <laughs> but the book does set your expectations. You can actually fail. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's multiple ways to fail. Actually, <laughs> well, that, that, I've got to admit, almost perversely, that forward too because. In a traditional, even if like your character, you've not sort of lost the game, you make new happy days. If the lead destroys, it's what I like about we have to, we have to do this. Yeah, we've got, got to make sure we don't become a promise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even as I was saying that, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not even convinced myself. <laughs> okay, so we have our chosen, we or I have the broken, uh, which uh, are not something I'm going to go into more detail on this because we'll. That's the thing we're going to find out in game. Uh, we don't need to generate the leadership. So let's pick some characters now for the first selection yeah. of those. So under Legionnaires, you can find the, um, I think the category is called Specialist. So all these here, Heavy, Medic, Officer, Scout, and Sniper. These are all called Specialists because they have achieved a specialized rank which these are all, by the way, in-game terms. So the Legion calls someone with a tower shield and a lot of armor in the front lines. They call them a heavy. So that's a, like an actual in-game term for that kind of person. And the actual rank-and-file people, they're called soldiers. And the heavies are just called heavies. Uh, so there's also characters other than the specialists, which we're not going to start out with. Use those uh, when we go forward. But um, there is a sort of progression curve here where... You can make rookies, which are, and it's, it's fantastic because these are these all have very thematic, uh, tropey stuff attached to them. Uh, if you have the military context in mind, so you have the rookie, and in your equipment you're going to have cooking supplies because you're the one carrying all the pans and, yeah, <laughs> and the like pots, the, ba- the baggage handler. <laughs> yeah, and then one of your other inventory items is a naive hope. Oh <laughs> this man! Is, this is, oh boy! Gosh. And then you graduate from being a rook to a soldier, and then you move on, and you accumulate stuff that you bring with you. When you finally you pass the test, you, you do the thing that you're supposed to. We'll talk about when that happens. When you're a soldier and you're trying to be a heavy, and maybe it's all the other heavies in the legion, then make you do this test against them, and then you succeed, and then you're a heavy. But bring some stuff along from when you were a rook and a soldier. So you're you accumulate this experience and you're not just a heavy It'll be a heavy that has gone through stuff before but we, we're going to start out with specialists so please uh, take a look i know that you have to already but look at them and pick something that f- seems cool to you I'll, i can read some stuff from here it's fairly self-explanatory but for anyone who's listening uh so heavy play heavy if you want to shine with might and determination against the dark play a medic if you want Oops. to <laughs> You play a medic if you want to get your fellow soldier through a mission alive. Play an officer if you want to command your troops to victory, even when they're up against certain death. Play a scout 
if you want to see the enemy coming and always know what you're up against. Play a sniper if you want to dispatch the most dangerous threats from afar. <laughs> so those are the specialists that we have at our disposal. What are you guys think? Heavy. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, I think I'd go scout or sniper. Yeah, I-, I was thinking of going medic. Quality. I'll go yeah. sniper. Okay, so before you get to filling those, let me make some copies for you specifically, because I need to reuse this stuff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's many of these coming. Yeah. Uh, then again, it's, yeah, this is the thing again, with people who have used Roll20 before, John will know about this. Again, just for anyone who's listening, the sheets are so good. You make a character sheet, and then when you're trying to actually go to the sheet for the first time in the little sheet tab, it will ask you, what kind of sheet is this? Is it one of these specialists? Is it a soldier? Is it a rookie? Is it a chosen? Is it, is it the broken? What, what is this? And you select, and the menu goes away, and it gives you the, the sheet that you clicked on. It's just, wow, guys. <laughs> There's some quality of life you don't see. That made me very happy. <laughs> so I retract my statement. You can see how happy you are. Yeah, yeah. Because, listen, Matthew, I can just two clicks and I will have more heavies. So <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, yeah, just start filling in. Uh, you can put the name. Uh, sorry. Uh, let's, there's some in-game stuff, like uh, culture stuff and context uh, we're going to talk about before we get to filling it. But I'll just mention, if you open, uh, I'm looking at the heavy. So at the top left, there's uh, the Band of Blades logo. Below that is a gray box. That is the name box. So when you're writing your name, write it there. I I wrote heavy there so that it would show up as heavy. Makes sense. So we have... The name, and then like, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, So I think... Just because of the way that the book is laid out, first we have chosen a playbook. Okay, let's just do it uh, exactly the way it says in the book. So we have chosen a playbook. Cool. Then choose a special ability. So one of those in the big gray column with the red flag. Pick one of those. You mean the racial? Uh, no, it's the special abilities right, okay. at the very top with the red flag, that gray box. I've ticked. Yeah, so you can remove sort of slight wound with your tonics. Yeah. Oh, there's... Do you get the first one by default? Yeah, That's what I'm thinking. Is it attaché? Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it pre-filled? Yeah, for the medic, specifically. Unless it says something else, uh, just don't worry about it. Yeah, so I was going to uh, say, for instance, on the medic, you may even out All right. gain this ability for free when you become a medic. Yeah, yeah. not everyone gets that medic. I see you have, um, Matthew, you are copyright infringing, and we will be terminated by GW with gusto. God damn in it. mere moments, so I need to change the name. It was a it was a good time, guys, <laughs> playing. But I'm I'm a fan, so <laughs> unfortunately, I do. Yeah, no, it was whatever. So uh, yeah, it says in the book, if you can't decide which one to pick, go with the first one on the list. It's placed there for a good default choice. Leave default choice. Can't speak. I'll go with that. I suppose I'll go with the top one. Start start as a... So our have we picked our special yeah, stuff? I've gone with one eye. Uh, you replace an eye with an alchemical type. It just kind of seemed like who would survive? Who'd be like the ten percent that survives like this battle? The guy with an eye that can with face. a cyber eye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've gone for the default one, which is bulwark, which means I can spend anchor uses, whatever that might be, as special armor against consequences to a squad I am defending. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that. That is. Mm-hmm. That is basically a resource point you can spend. Uh, I assumed then, it must be. Yeah, that, then that happened. Cool. Okay, and it's also against 
a special armor against consequences to a squad you're defending. So it's kind of like a bodyguard move. So you can, the way I'm reading that is like, if someone's trying to like tag the medic, you can be like, nah, <laughs> nah. Yeah, that's how I saw it as well. Human well, shield I'm, effectively. I'm just imagining Hammer's character like picking up one of those injured now, be like, I can be your hero. Another copy- the- copyright strike. <laughs> yeah, it was so, pretty good because you could take on an entire. So yeah, uh, heavies are no no joke. Yeah. All right, so we have chosen our special abilities. Now we choose heritage. These are the cultural context for the different peoples of the Eastern Kingdoms because we are basically remnants of people who came from there and got wrecked here <laughs> there are locals as well but the basic uh understanding that the game has is that you will be one of these four different uh, eastern kingdom heritage representatives so there's a bunch of detail uh you will find on your okay so there's a very minimal heritage thing on the left side if you go down under advancement which i will give you way more context now so i have quite uh, a lot of info for each. So I'll give you the sort of a couple of sentences long pitch and then pick which one sounds interesting to you. And then I'll go into detail as per your choices. So the first one is Bartons. Uh, Bartons are close knit and devout. Many wear jewelry made of tokens granted to them by family and the people they have forged clo- strong friendship. Their culture is agrarian and ruled by a council. Second one, Orites are cosmopolitan and influential. Their country is known for its technology. Their advances in clockwork and alchemy are almost as defining as their obsession with nobility and lineage. Paniar come from the deep forest, which was touched by an ancient god. Everyone that spends enough time in the forest eventually gains an animal trait, such as cat-like eyes or noticeable fang. Their culture focuses on great deep and Paniar must earn the third part of their name. The fourth and last one is Zemyati, and this is where Zora is coming from, just if anyone's interested. Uh, Zemyati are mountain-dwelling clans, and their culture is a complex arrangement of oaths between various clans, between a clan and its members, and between a Zemyati and the world. Very much obsessed with swearing blados and like living by those. So those are the four. Uh, any particular interest there? I'm liking the sound of the Zemyati. Them and the Panya for me. Yeah, Panya do something. Mm-hmm. I was thinking both Zemyati and Panya with the mm-hmm. Okay, so is there a border between those two places? Um, we don't have the map, so we're going to say yes. We can see the forest of Panya on the very um, right uh, lower edge of the map. We can see Panya forest in there. Uh, so Panya is there, and we don't have the exact location of ore but we can just say it's beyond pania so i'll go into uh, no sorry was it i'm, I'm talking out of my ass because we we were interested in paniar and zemiati right just everyone yeah okay uh, again uh, we don't know where zemiati Zem, zemia is rather so just place it wherever anyway um the legion takes in all comers so it's a extremely sort of the melange of people yeah, it's like they, they take in everyone uh, who good for it. So let's, to help you make the choice, uh, I'll go through the Paniar and the Zemyati. Um, so about the looks of the Paniar. Uh, Though dark eyes and dark hair are most common in the forest of their homeland, most Paniar color their hair using bright-hued dyes from Barta, 
mixed with forest tubers. Each panniar has an animal feature gained by living a dozen years in the forest of Pania. They favor clothes that allow freedom, of t- but tend to copy local dress customs when traveling. And you should be able to see on your panniar traits that you can choose from. Uh, which is just the bonuses that you can get. I'll check. I think you've two of them. Is this different? Yeah. Is, this for each? is this every time you make a character? Yeah, every time you make a character, it's one of one of these heritages. So you pick two traits from the heritage you choose from. Uh, you can see the the traits there, and I'll just give you some more context with the names. So pioneer names are uh, from three different parts: a color name, a mark name, deed name. So you could be amber charging blaze as a result of who you are and there's different varieties here which i can give you access to so that's the panniar we have the zemiati zemiati are pale skinned and favor heavier clothing in their dress embroidered with gold and silver thread both men and women wear braided jewelry and dress uh, accent their dress with forged akin to armor all zemiati keep a small ritual dagger on them for the swearing of blood oath yep and um, their names are a given name and then a patronymic or matronymic so this is this is very the names here very much with that sort of like off-brand slavic flavor so you could be adrimir uh danjovich yeah so those are panyar and zemiati any favorites definitely leaning more towards panyar now see i, I was leaning the panyar until you mentioned sort of slavic like russian stalins <laughs> Uh, of the Zemiati, and I've leant back towards them again. See, we, we, we're going to get to play various different all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go Zemiati for you. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's go with, yeah, I have I have shared, if you look under handouts and then references, there's the cultures of the East, mm-hmm. where you can read more about your particular thing. And at the bottom of each of those entries, you have the names which are listed in the book if you want to use those names, create the name for your character. I have to say, I really, really like the Panyar naming convention. Yeah, it does look sweet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty sweet as well. Like, I, I love me some um, Blados. Yeah, man. I think I'll get. I also find it highly amusing that the surviving Orites, pretty much everyone is a noble of some sort, and there is no. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's it's sort of like that's are that's true. All, are they all zombies? <laughs> they're they're. they're um, I I think it's sort of implied that even in their homeland, it's a case of everyone's claiming a title. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. Pick two of these. Yeah, two two heritage traits. And but these can be different between each letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, oh, could you pick one? Yeah, because it's great. Because the sheet is oh, great. I love this. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I need that. Yes, well, that's never if I wanted a trait. And of course, everyone can develop nicknames. That's the thing you do in the Legion. So. Well, I, what I've come up with this guy, he's known more by his nickname than his actual. So he's sort of... Oh, so do you actually get to like swap round, like to your creation? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So, like I said, I've, I've, it was ages ago. I read sort of most of the book, and I've only mm. recently sort of written to get a bit of a flavour of it. Yeah. Oh, so, cool. in effect, we are playing the whole of the Legion as it exists now. We're playing all the people who make the calls, so like yeah. the office officers at the very top, and then we have six squads or six remnants of regiments which have their own names and stuff, and. Um, we were playing all the people in the Legion, and one of the Legion leaders gets to pick who goes on a mission, 
So whoever ends up playing that character, and for those, uh, I'm going to say we're going to stick with them. So, John, if you are the quartermaster, you're going to be the quartermaster like until the end of the game, yeah, yeah. just to make it consistent on that level. Um, unless, I guess, if by some incredible fuck-up, your leaders get killed, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll shift them around. But I think we might have problems at that point. What, what are the chances of that happening? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we essentially look after our character as yeah. the campaign. See, now I'm just hoping that you're the squadron. Yeah, they have their names. Okay. They have names. Yeah. So, so uh, that that's some sort of like red squad standing by. Yeah. If I'll... you open the if you open the marshal, I was looking to. And they all have a bit of flavor text and their own banner as well, which I have graphics oh, for. Sweet. So if we go on a mission and um, it's about all about the grinning ravens, and the grinning ravens do a good job, but they all come back beat to shit. Whereas uh, the marshal can look at them and be like, these people are half dead and they do a good job. So I'm, I don't want to get them killed. So they're going to sit this one out and recuperate. And we're going to send out, yeah, we're, we're going to send out the silver stags instead on this other mission. That we're doing. I, I, I do like the fact as well, we might be like, oh, oh, we've got the star vipers and they're like a bit wiggity wank whenever we send it. But obviously it's actually <laughs> us playing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love the idea of that. <laughs> and if if some mission has one particular character really fucking it up when we're doing the planning of missions like yeah we like the star vipers but man like that madcap jones like that's uh that's a fucked up dude i like the idea on the mission we're like why do they send us on this this is not our expert what's going on who they, what do they know I think there's some potential for like, see if you want to talk like the cutscene, people like talking in the other units, like, oh, I don't know what the fucking commander's thinking, he should have sent the Grinning Ravens on this mission, we're like the, the best requisition specialists we've got, and then fucking ghost owls on. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, and and you have some um, get back to camp scenes here as well, like it's built into the structure where you have a little nice. roleplay when you come back from a mission, so then if you, you come back and you're all beat to shit and the mission was a failure, and then you have the, the Grinning Ravens, they're like, yeah. What did you expect? You sent in the fucking Star Vipers and, and Madcap Jones. Like, it's going to be some bad. boys to do men's job. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. Yes. Does everyone have a name? Yep. Yep. So we have for our roster Grey Standing Cliff, uh, the Panyar Heavy. We have Thoyonin Islanovich, the Medic. And we have Undoubtedly Dressed in Dark. Clothing, robes of deep. Yeah, skulking the fuck about. We have Rain Deadeye, the sniper. On now, now we see Matthew's real reason for being a sniper. So we can get that skull come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, standing on rooftops next to gargoyles. I don't know if you realise my trait. It's maneuver, I think. Yeah, can I rename it? <laughs> Just on the sheet. Just edit the couch sheet and see if he knows Let, Let's say Matthew, you can have uh, a twelve. Uh, part progress clock to rename your Hoover into Skulk <laughs> for this character. So do we need to pick traits for us? Yeah, uh, you picked two culture traits, uh, heritage traits for for the uh, Zemiati. I, I took tough, ignore level one hamp. I took bold, one an extra dice to miss desperate. Sounds like... Yeah, that I'm, sounds very useful. I'm going to take tough. Oh, that's cool. When you click on your other yeah, heritages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, pretty me, fucking sweet. Me and Matthew were slobbering all over the sheet here. <laughs> I'm going to go for tough and stubborn. That's the yeah, tough and stubborn, like your bread. I, 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 I like to think of like the sort of like the tough many years. You can survive a bit at home to like to like sort of administer to like sort of squadron, but then like that whole stubborn, like don't you die on me, sort of like thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Okay, then we have um, you can add four more action uh, pips oh, on your God. things yeah, here. Yeah. And uh, during character creation, no action rating may be higher than two. So add four. Uh, and uh, I'm looking at the because everyone gets uh, what uh, like a special thing. I'm looking at if you get it by default, like if you just get it when become a heavy. This like the insight prowess that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, um, so for the... example on the has on the heavy, I've got one point in anchor, one in yeah. wreck, one in and two in skirmish. Yeah, so that's I what assume I'd be adding on to that. Yeah. Did you? Add the anchor yourself. I, I've not touched it yet. That's yeah. just okay. how it's gone as yeah. default. Yeah. <laughs> then I think, yeah, because you get aim, which is a special thing. Mm -hmm. Is it? Uh, I'm looking at uh, yeah, yeah, the, snipers. There's a bit lower down on the sheet, like an extra box of skill type things. Let me just compare two sheets and we'll have an answer. Yep. Okay. So it looks like automatically, depending on what the character is, so for example, with the, um, with the heavy, it will put anchor at the top of your insight, right? Yeah. And with uh, the medic, you will have doctor at the top. And with the sniper, you will have aim. And all those are special to you. So you get one in one in that core. Cool. So that was the one that I was looking yeah. at. So add on four more pips in any combination you choose. Uh, however, only two. That, that's the matter. Okay. And the special thing is, I'll just find the information for that because oh, it works a little so bit aims, different. Aim seems like a thing. Yeah, okay. it's for you. You only. And that, how much did you so say we're adding on, sorry? Four more four. pips. Uh, you add pips yeah. to your special. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's just, I'm just looking at if you can get more of them, probably not, like different special ones. But uh, yeah, you can add on like a second pip to your special thingy. That's the only thing this should highlight. Yeah, but it's it's at the top, so now we know. For everyone, it's at the top. Yeah, for the specialist stuff, you don't roll them. Instead, you get uses equal to the number of pips you have in it permission you get to do a thing just automatically happens yep yeah for example for aim um each aim use allows you to increase the effect level of your shot one for one so when you're rolling you might be i'm spending two of my aim on this because i'm gonna go for the headshot or making incredible shots yeah yeah it's just like you you bring out the rail gun and <laughs> someone's someone's made a coin into some penetrable armor and yep. i'm going to do that yep. uh, done so, Johnny, if you have the actual... Um, yeah, it's there on page if you, 70. If you go to the actual, like, um, specialist, like, thing, do you, like, advice for, like, what, what kind of build you want to oh, say? Oh, okay, So, on mine, for example, a gunslinger, like that, this is how you could... Yeah, so these, what, what Matthew is referring to are starting builds. So, if you don't want to fiddle with the bips yourself, you can look at the sort of thematic thing uh, you could go for with each of these. Oh, cool, I'll have another three, think. So, you could go for... Combat medic scientist or moral combat are the different flavor. Yeah, I probably will to start with this. Uh... In the shadow of Rick's coat. <laughs> he is the knight. Your sniper gets a really nice ability as well, the crimson shot, yes. which you, you can use to do absolutely massive damage. However, you get trauma each time <laughs> you use it. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this always ends well. Well, I can only take two trauma before I die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I can only use it to what? Uh, that's the thing as well. Um, coming up through the rookie soldier specialist, there are advances there where you can increase your thresholds for stuff. So you could get more stress, more trauma, 
boxes as you come up. The right, so I've just gone for the um, the sort of combat medic build. So I've got Doctor 2, Research 2, Skirmish 1, Maneuver 2, con- Consort 1. I've gone for an Overwatch. It's basically like in the backfield. Um, so I've gone Aim 2, Scout to the starting. But I feel like the stand would Delve into like some dark lore. I won't necessarily always play this character. And if your character gets uh, too wounded, then it's probably smart to leave them up. I do like the fact one of the uh, the medic's special ability is called Doctor Feelgood. Is it? Yeah. Does it come with a uh, nice note? It says, spend one use of tonic to grant one person potent for a physical. So you're basically like boosting someone up, like pepping them up, like, feel good. I also love the film Moral, so pull up that once a mission if you tell a funny personal or meaningful story when the squad's resting, they clear one stress. So I love the idea of you sat around the campfire at the end and you're like, you're telling some amusing story and everyone has a bit of a laugh and it's a spirit. Obviously, I've not got that ability yet, but mm-hmm. I do like it as a bit of flavour. That's yep. Okay, so I think the bit where it says notes at the top, there's another notes at the uh, at the oh. bottom, but... The top one, I think that's where you're supposed to put down some cursory notes about what the character's looks are like. Um, the thing it says in the book is, uh, finally, think about how your character looks and acts towards others. Uh, do they tend to be decked in fine garb, befitting through a noble station? Are they secretive by nature and tend to lurk in the shadows? Uh, record a quick description of the character's appearance and presentation. Okay. Gruff old man. Uh, two days from its retirement. Too old for this shit. Dislocated shoulder. Boom. Okay. And when we're done with that... Also, you can access the sheet for Zora as well. Uh, for upkeep and stuff. So, we chose Anointed, which I've now marked on her sheet. And you can see a picture there of her as well. So that is indeed uh, a circlet of fire hovering above her head. And so just a hilt with a blade of solid fire coming from it. <laughs> she doesn't fuck around. <laughs> uh, and as a result of your having chosen anointed, the holy, mystic, and glory missions all give her XP, which is called favor. Oh, and you also start with one already. So I'm I've added at the top of her sheet one XP already, so you're on the on the path. No way. And, and I'll mark all the three in red uh, favor category. Now, we can choose two. It says, again, that I should choose it, but I think uh, it's fun to talk about this as a group. We choose two different features for Zora from the following list. Alluring, blazing, fearsome, monstrous, radiant, shining, vicious, and transcendent. I, I'm thinking Blazing's got to be one of them. I mean, look at the amount of fire on that shizzle. Mm-hmm. So See, for me, I quite like Shining. I, I, for me personally, I think Fearsome, because I like the idea they're quite intimidating and they're teaching you, but they're quite like All right, well, scary to be around sometimes. Well, well, Shining's a bit like Blazing. Instead of Blazing, why don't we go for Shining and Fearsome? No, go for Blazing and Fearsome. You, you've like bowed out on two or three decisions so far. I'm, love. I'm just Let's happy go with to your be thing. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get myself some props early doors so that when my characters are dying left, right, and centre, I won't get so much shit for it. Okay, so we're coming with fearsome, and, and I, I, why don't we split the difference and go for radiant? Okay, so I'm gonna read those out. So fearsome, terrifying in their outward manifestation. So basically, she's going to have this aura of of menace that's 
that touches people on a primal level. To, to, to be to be yeah. fair, if someone with like a fiery halo with like a burning sword and play time like everything. Yeah, this like, this this isn't no. <laughs> I I don't want to deal with this. See, I feel like she's not she's not like she's not unkind, but I feel like also kind of primal. Yeah, because she she is basically the way that I interpret all that we know about Zora is she's kind of like a furious demigod yeah. that has a lot of capability for destruction and willingness to pursue that. And that is her essence, which she bleeds out into the world. So it's kind of like how the world... it's it's kind yeah. of like looking at nuclear missiles that walk and it's like, oh, that's I don't that's a I know that that's a that's a weapon and it can destroy everything <laughs> here. Okay, so we're going with fearsome and um, was it radiant? Yep. Brimming with the divine light that can be seen even the darkest of nuts. Okay, so we're That's going... kind of good because it's like we've got a balance there of both sort of negative. Yeah. yeah it's I'm, it's I'm, nice I'm... that whole thing, you know, like fire on the image. Obviously fire can be a great force for destruction, but also, you know, that, that light can be a source of hope. You know, you cook with fire. So again, it's got a sort of positive and negative side. Yep. So I'm going to say, in addition to her fiery halo and the fire sword, uh, she's going to have eyes, just like pure light, uh, streaming out. And uh, she's going to have this ambient light. Like, she is not going to go on any stealth missions at night. She she is a beacon (laughs) and invites hostility as well uh, with the light and also by her attitude. She's a warrior uh, by nature. So uh, she's going to be in more ways than one, um, sort of like the guiding guiding light retweets quite literally as well. So you need to hide her under. I love it because if you need to bring her at night somewhere and you to, you need to be secretive, you're gonna need to make some pretty good rolls to convince her to be like, please, could you put these sheets on? Get, get, like, get up the blanket. Yeah. <laughs> then it's like, yeah, that, that'll be fun. I lie under the sheep. Good. Just imagine if she talks to you, you feel like a chest. Yeah. Directly. Oh, it says here under the header "Chosen" in the campaign. The Chosen is akin to a battle cruiser. They are a powerful force and only used against major problems. So it is assumed that the Chosen usually stays at camp, helping guard the remnants of the Legion against the periodic deadly assaults of the undead. Uh, when the Chosen takes the, the Legion, takes a significant risk. So it's not done without great need. They deploy only when their lack of presence would guarantee mission failure and high categories or uh, high casualties or their motives and drives align it also makes sense in the f- why our band survived the zombies to camp walked out and went mm-hmm. <laughs> and, just, and just took them out with yep. to get scorched <laughs> it's time to feel i have a feeling the, if, if <laughs> you <he's> think <laughs> yeah no i um i quite like this one pretty good so yeah uh, we can go into the intro bit here uh, it's a short, we're going to jump in, we're going to do a bit of thing, and then come back and we'll uh, go through the leadership role picking as well. If we can squeeze it in. Is Does anyone have a like, tight schedule? Are we yeah. getting close to... Okay, might good. grab another drink in I'm all right. Yeah, we can deal with that. That's acceptable. Um, Zora condones drinking when you're victorious. Hydration is important when you're fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that the image is like Zora just like cleaving through swathes of zombies with the fire blade and just turning the camera... Remember, kids, hydrate when you're fighting the undead. In a lot of turns around, like, hey, we've, we've all had great. Just to, I never act without drinks too much. Every year, for, for your Remember, children. knowings. 
Yeah, straight from the springs of Zemia. Zemia spring water. It puts the spring in your step. <laughs> Just to point out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The nation of Or also makes excellent. Infused with alchemical pizzazz. Okay. Uh, we have our uh, characters here. And yeah, the logic of how it all works is very much the same. If you click on your skirmish on your sheet, it will give you the prompt things in. Yeah, let's talk about load before we go, because that's kind of important. to ask, actually. Yeah, yeah sorry. Um, the thing with this is uh, there's a lot more that is sort of structured. There's a lot more bits that are defined. So that's in opposition to Scum and Villainy, where it's sort of, I, I'll go in and like, hey, guys, are you using heavy, light, or medium load? And then it's just that. But with this, it's about the sort of equipment that you get from the Legion, because you're not freewheeling space pirates. You're trying to be a soldier in this extremely poor situation. Also, there's a bit here that's a, uh, about why rank doesn't matter. You used to have ranks in the Legion. However, the Legion is kind of destroyed, and all you have left are these, I think, uh, it's, let's just go with some people. Um, you have some people left, and it's not enough to justify rigid structures, aside from the leadership, which we had three roles for so that's basically the only ranks as we go and then uh, you might have had a rank previously doesn't matter now i was gonna yeah. say along that that vein guys just to point out obviously i have to use like like my tonics anyone now mm-hmm. if we go if we go for a light load i have one utonics we go for a normal load I have two use if i go for a heavy load i have four use. But obviously, then I'm slower. And so well, obviously, we don't, know what, we, don't know, we don't know what mission was. We don't know that yeah. mission. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. As soon as I get to the bit where it talks yeah. about load, can I like that. The, they've, uh-huh. they've gone to like a middle of the ground kind of thing where you get certain things. You pick uh-huh. two. Yeah, and you can get upgrades for the utility as well, like more utility slots. And uh, crimson shot. Crimson shot is pretty good. <laughs> it, it really kills me if I use it. I'm gonna yeah. die. It also kills the enemy real good. <laughs> you know what it is? Uh, it's um, it's like some blood magic bullets. Like you, you have these oh, like ensor celled bullets that which you bleed on, and would then you you... Permit, I don't know if it invades copyright, but we'd pull in like thirty seconds of carry on man. We yeah. go full supernatural like ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The stories, the road so far. Yeah, there will be peace once we're done. There won't <laughs> though. Like, <laughs> please note, there won't be. <laughs> Lo, wherefore art thou? There... Okay, loadout. Uh, Legionaries are equipped with some standard gear for their position, being issued kits, weapons, and armor by the quartermaster. Before each mission, decide what your character's load will light. Your faster, less configs equipped to travel light and expected uh, to source supplies as you travel. Pick this if you want to be able to blend with the local populace, seem non-threatening, outrun your opponents, and sneak through tight normal load. You look like a soldier on a mission, or at least a bandit or a mercenary. Uh, pick this one if you want to be ready for a variety of situations, but may need stealth on occasion. Heavy, you're slower. You look like a soldier ready for heavy combat. No one will mistake you for anything other than what you are. Pick this one if you know you're going to face trouble and want to be able to take heavy hits and solve a variety of problems. And the mission. So for uh, our edific- edification, each of the chosen comes with a campaign starting mini mission thing so you can jump right in which i highly appreciate that it gives you a a little taste right off the bat and it also eases you in into the stuff okay uh we can pick the loadout as you hear this uh pitch but is there anything we need to clarify before we dive in for a little bit of action 
I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Everyone's good to go. Systems are green. We're going to start. I think it's probably one of those with the with the entirely black screen, and then there's some like increasingly loud noise in the background of just like combat and and that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's it for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and maybe got something out of it. We actually ran the first mission after this, and you can find that on the Red Dice Diaries YouTube channel. There'll be a link in the show notes. Until we see you next time, take care, stay safe, and keep gaming.